All right, everybody, welcome back. We've got a lot of fun things to talk about here in the second half of the podcast. Don't forget, give us a like on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and uh, subscribe to our daily JRPG videos over on the JRPG Report YouTube channel. Um, hit a kind of cool milestone. We got 400 subs the other day. Give a big shout out to all you guys who have supported me over there. And hopefully we're going to keep things growing there and here on your weekly JRPG podcast. Um, let's quickly just go over. These are just going to be some new videos for you to check out over there. Level 5 and Net Marble released a new animated trailer for Nino Kuni Crossworlds. It's massively multiplayer online RPG due out for iOS and Android. Sometime this year... <laughs> In uh, in Japan, still no word over uh, if this is going to be coming to the West or not. Hopefully so. It does kind of look, it looks decently cool. We'll just see how it turns out. But uh, it's got that Nino Kuni animated style to it and kind of gives a bit into what the game is about. There was a 90 second special video for the new World Ends With You, the animation. So you can, if you are a fan of the Nintendo DS version of this game. You can uh, maybe be fired up about this animation. You can kind of see what it's what it's all about. I've got that over there. And if you know Japanese and you are interested in uh, Mary Skelter Finale, there is a five-minute long uh, trailer introducing the game's characters and jobs. I guess you could put on the YouTube translation and hope that works out for you. But uh, yeah, those are three... Videos done a whole lot. Oh, wait, there's one more. Uh, there is a new trailer for Scarlet Nexus featuring the new theme song for it, Dream in Drive. That is by the Oral Cigarettes. So if you want to check out that, it's kind of like a music video, I guess you could you could say. You can check that out over all those on the YouTube channel. Um, kind of an interesting story, and we... I'm really hoping that we learn about this one a little bit more at Tokyo Game Show in the next couple of days, but we may not either. So, Bravely Default 2. We've heard so little about this upcoming game for the Nintendo Switch. The So, when this popped up, it was a little, little odd. So, the Australian Classification Board gave this game a mature rating. Um... That doesn't mean that's what it's going to be, but it did say it was rated mature for having uh, themes of, um, including the themes and violence, were both falling under the moderate impact rating. So that doesn't necessarily sound like mature. There was nothing as far as uh, drug use, foul language, or nudity in it. Um, so I'm not sure why this one got pushed up too mature. Maybe Australia is just a little bit. Uh, <laughs> more strict on their rating. So this also could suggest, and that's why I'm hoping we get something more about soon, that the game will indeed make its 2020 launch window, which is what was announced back at last year's Game Awards. We've really not seen much on it at all. There is that demo available on the eShop. So... Maybe things are starting to come out for it. Like I said, I do not anticipate this is going to get a mature rating by any stretch of the imagination, but it was kind of cool to see this pop up, and hopefully that means that it's starting to come along 
at least sometime <laughs> in the future. Uh, a game that we talked about a while ago, and uh, it is Breeding the Legend of Zaria. This one came out for the Switch. Well, it has been announced that it's going to be coming to PlayStation 4 as well worldwide on December the 10th. Publisher HappyNet and developer Matrix Software announced. There will be a limit. This is going to be digital, but there will be a limited edition, uh, physical edition, that will be available for, via limited run games. This one came out back digitally for the Switch back on June the 25th, and limited run also did a physical edition of that one when it was uh, afterwards. Uh, PlayStation 4 version of Bless Unleashed will launch on October 22nd. Publisher Ben Namco and NeoWiz announced, along with developer Round 8 Studio. This is a free-to-play title. You can pick up and play for nothing. There's also some paid versions of it, though, that you can pre-order in a Deluxe, Exalted, or Ultimate Founders pack. I won't go into everything that's included in these things, as it's it's free, but if you want to play for it, the deluxe version is 20 bucks. The Exalted Founders Pack is 40 and the Ultimate Founders Pack is $80. This one first came out for Xbox One back in March. It's coming to Steam in early 2021, if you're interested. Again, that's coming to PS4 on October the 22nd. Fallen Legion Revenants will launch for PS4 and Switch on on February 16th, 2021 in North America, February 19th in Europe, and February 27th in Oceana, publisher NIS America, and our favorite developer named Yummy Yummy Tummy. We've talked about this one a little bit in the past. There's some trailers for it you can check out over on YouTube if you would like to do that. I'll have that there for you guys to check out. But again, that one's coming to the West next year in February and the rest of the world as well. Uh, there was a new patch version 1.09 update for Sword Art Online Allization Lycoris. There was also a trailer that went along with it as well, kind of showing... Well, the first half <laughs> showed the game, and then the second half talked about all the changes... Uh, most notably was the Raid Dungeon Extreme that was added, a light play mode, and a semi-auto mode, which should make things a little bit easier. These are This mode is for players who want to focus on the main story and play the game with simplified combat. Light play mode, the player can play through the start of Chapter 2 while cruising through the story. This is for players who have seen the anime or read the books and want to read the game original content faster um yeah a bunch of and there was obviously a bunch of things fixed with this one tried to make uh just make a little bit better overall experience for this game they've been working on it for a while definitely had some issues at launch but they seem to be getting this one going in the right direction the upcoming mobile game octopath traveler champions of the continent will launch for ios and android on October 28th in Japan, Square Enix announced, it will be free-to-play with in-app purchases. We got a new trailer for it, and again, it looks good. It kind of looks almost as good as the Switch version, but not quite as good. 
and um, actually is showing a party in the trailer of nine nine people. That's kind of interesting. Um, still no word on a sequel for Octopath Chatter, and I'm sure it's coming at some point in time, but uh, maybe this one will hold you over until then. Still no word on if this one's coming west or not. Maybe see how it does in Japan, and then they'll look at possibly bringing it to the west. There was, uh, speaking of expensive statues we talked about earlier with the nearer ones, there is going to be one for Persona 5's version of On, her, uh, the dancing game version of it. It is a one-seventh scale model. Uh, Persona 5 Dancing in the Starlight. That's what I was trying to, trying to get out. It's going to go for $176. (laughs) I mean, it looks fantastic. Do not get me wrong. When I scoff at the prices of these things, it is purely because, um, I don't have that much money to spend on figures. Uh, I have bills and, um, you know, a child in school and a mortgage <laughs> and a car payment and all those fun adult things and do not have $176 to spend on um, a figurine. As awesome as it is, don't have it and uh, makes me sad. But <laughs> that is just, that's just the way that life goes on some of these things. We want all these shiny things, but we can't, can't have them all. Uh, speaking of money we don't have, but you'll probably spend anyway, uh, they did one, see there's March, and I think there's one in April, well, it's Tokyo Game Show time, so of course there's going to be a big in Japan sale going on right now on the PlayStation Store. I don't know if Nintendo's doing anything, or Steam as well, but this is what I do know, so that's why I'm going to pass it along to you guys. As I mentioned, there was 59 different things that if you put on the filter for just RPGs. That's what it brought up. So I'm going to highlight kind of the big hitters. We're not going to go into each and every single one because we do want to get to Jordan's review here in just a moment. Um, These are in alphabetical order. So the first one that pops up is Atelier Raza. New game coming out, uh, hopefully the beginning of next year. If you've not picked up on this one, you can now. It's uh, of course normally still sixty dollars on sale for forty two dollars. Uh, Death End Request Two just came out or is coming out. Just came out. Uh, the first game down from forty dollars to sixteen. The Sky Four Complete Plus is twenty bucks off down to twenty nine ninety nine. Um, not a true JRPG, but definitely has those elements. You can pick up Dragon's Crown Pro for just seven dollars right now. Dragon Star Veneer is down to fifteen dollars. Uh, if you've got that Final Fantasy VII Fever from Remake, you can play the original for just eight dollars. Final Fantasy VIII Remastered down to ten bucks. An outstanding deal on Final Fantasy XII Zodiac Age down to twenty-five. You can pick up. It seems like every time this game this game's on sale like every other week. Final Fantasy X slash Ten Two HD Remastered down to twelve. 50. You can get the multiplayer comrades for FF15 is five bucks and Final Fantasy 15 Pocket Edition half off down to 15. A really good little game, Grand Kingdom, is down to just 10.50. Highly recommend that one. Amstet Suna is down to 20 bucks. 
probably should have been <laughs> what it was at to begin with. I'm just going to be honest on that one. You can pick up all the Kingdom Hearts games. 1.5 and 2.5 is down to 20. 2.8 final chapter is down to 20. And Kingdom Hearts 3 is down to $18. This one came out not too long ago. The remake of Langrisser 1 and 2 is down to just $35. It's down from 50 Mega Dimension Neptunia uh, V2R, or how are you supposed to say that one? I can't remember, but it's down to $12. Um, Anunnaki is down to 25 Persona 5 Royal, down to 39 bucks. Excellent deal there. Romancing Saga 2, $12.50. Star Ocean, the first departure R, the remake of the first one, is down to $14.06. Star Ocean 4 is eleven is ten fifty. Star Ocean 5, $12. Super Neptunia RPG is $20. Bucks. Um, Tales of Berseria, they just they keep trying to give this game away. And <laughs> it's a PlayStation Hits title. So you can get a physical copy for $20. Bucks. You can pick it up digital for just $10 right now. Alliance Alive HD Remaster just came out not too long ago. It's down to $30. Click Effect Overdose down to 20. The Legend of Heroes games are all on sale. And they've only got the first one listed here. So I'm going to look up the other ones for you right quick as soon as I get done talking here. But uh, Trails of Cold Steel 1 is $20. You would be hard-pressed to get more game for less money at that point. Uh, Tokyo Xanadu EX Plus is down to $12. Valkyrie Chronicles Remastered is eight dollars and um ease origin is down to just eight dollars as well so i'm going to try to look up uh, while i can so you'll have to just bear with me for a moment i'll have a <laughs> have a little chat amongst yourselves while i try to look up these other uh i'm not going to be able to find it we'll just know the Legend of Heroes games are all on sale, and I think they're a pretty decent discount. So if you're wanting to pick those ones up on the cheap, you can do that and uh, get you ready for part four coming out here in just one month. That's all the things I had to talk about. Let's flip it over for more Legend of Heroes talk to Jordan. He'll tell you all about his review, and then I'll close out the podcast for you guys in just a moment. Hey everybody, this is Jordan here, giving you guys my thoughts and a little review on Trails from Zero, otherwise known as Zero no Kiseki. And overall, I just had a fantastic time with this game, and it's always something I thought was out of reach for me to play because I'm not the most, you know, tech-savvy person, and I didn't think I, you know, would be able to install it correctly since, you know, the only things available were before Geofront came out, it was, I think, some a Flame Edit or some other English translations. And uh, finally, when Geofront, you know, released their um, iteration of Trails from Zero, uh, I decided, you know what, I, I had just finished Trails of Cold Steel 2, and I had just, you know, I was just about to go on to 3, I actually went about a half hour into it and I said, I just feel like I'm going to miss out. Like if I don't play this Crossbell duology, I'm just going to miss out on, you know, the, 
the backstory to these games, and I'm not going to get as much out of them. Um, so if you've kind of been looking to, um, you know, play these crossbell games and you just don't think they're going to get released here, or, you know, we don't know if they're going to be released over here in the West for a long time. I really recommend if you have, if you have access to a PC that you, uh, you know, you try to play the GeoFront version. Um, GeoFront uh, made a really fantastic translation and um, they did a great job with, you know, walking people through how to install their patch. Basically how it works is, I guess this is not scripted, so I guess I'll talk about how it is that I actually, you know, how I actually installed the game or how I actually got the game to work. And then I'll kind of get into more of my thoughts about the game itself. Um, so on the Geo, if you just, you know, Google, Google search Geofront Trails from Zero, um, you'll definitely find it. And actually, specifically, it's the poach that's the posting from uh, March 15th really walks you through the instructions on how to install it. Um, it entails, I mean, it's, it is legitimate, like you are making a legitimate purchase of the game. You are going to need to buy it, though. It's from a J Japanese website. You're buying the Japanese version of the game from a Japanese website digitally. And then you're actually going to uh, use, you know, Geofront's patch. You're going to install it basically in into that game. And then um, that post from March 15th that Geofront put out will walk you through how to install it. Don't try to... I made the mistake of just kind of trying to do it myself and it just didn't really work right because I was missing... There were some components um, actually from like a previous version of Windows that are necessary that I was missing that actually Geofront's launcher will actually take care of that for you. So just follow Geofront's instructions and you'll be good. Um, but once you get that all set up, um, if you're like, I'm a console guy mostly, like I don't really like to sit at a desk on a computer. So what I did is I actually... Um, I got, I have Steam, so I imported this game as a non-Steam game into my Steam library, and then I was able to use, you know, my PS4 controller with Bluetooth, so wirelessly with my PC, um, I was able to play the game through Steam, so I basically could play it with the PS4 controller, and the game has great support for um, the PS4 controller, it works flawlessly. And I believe it, it works for, you can play with Xbox controller as well. Um, but it worked great. The only thing I would say is, um, it lagged a lot at first. The frame rate, I think wasn't quite set correctly. So I had to mess around with it a lot. And eventually I ended up putting it down to, I think 30, 30 FPS. And then it worked pretty well. And then also the game comes with turbo mode. So I use turbo quite a bit. And I mean, and it was, and it was great. You know, I had a really smooth experience playing it once I got it set up. Um, so enough about, you know, installing the game. I just, I mean, I hope you're, if you just, if you just go to that post from March 15th from a uh, Geofront, it's, it's not that intimidating once you, once you get started with it. Um, so, I mean, the game is just great. I had played you know, the Trails in the Sky trilogy. And if you're not familiar with, you know, Legend of Heroes that much, I really, I strongly recommend, like, you really need to play Trails in the Sky trilogy first before you play these Crossbell games. But um, I think these are actually, or at least I'm, I'm just a little bit into the second game, Trails to Azure right now. But Zero, I think, is better than 
honestly, any of the Sky games. I think it has a better cast. And it's hard to say that because the protagonists of Sky are so great, especially one in particular, um, Estelle. But Trails from Zero, it fall, you're the same. You have a smaller group. You're the same four characters pretty much the entire game. Uh, you're uh, Lloyd, Estelle, Tio, and Randy. And just I think their characters are more complex than most other games. The character development um, is done really well. And some things that the characters do and say end up being a little more, I think, unpredictable. And they kind of develop different sides to them that you don't expect throughout the game. I just think they do a really great job with the character development. And sometimes, of course, as is with a lot of these Legend of Heroes games, the humor sometimes is just off the wall. I mean, it's it's great. And you get a lot of tie-in to the other Sky games. And these games, these Crossbell games, take place at the same time as, um, in the timeline, as uh, Cold Steel and Cold Steel 2. So I had played Cold Steel and Cold Steel 2 right before this. So now... I'm seeing kind of everything that that was happening in the Cold Steel and Cold Steel 2 games from the perspective of Crossbell. And um, it really makes you look at things differently and it kind of makes you step back and and kind of view things from further away. And it's just really cool to get that perspective. So, I mean, it's just uh, you kind of understand why things are happening that maybe you didn't before if you just played Cold Steel and Cold Steel 2. Um, I will say similar to sky, there's, there's a lot of walking in the sky games. You walk around a lot and in Crossbell you will still walk around a lot. Um, but I think that, uh, it's a little less walking maybe only because in Crossbell city itself, you have fast travel. So that's pretty good. But then if you go outside into other areas of Crossbell, I mean, you have to, you have to either walk or you can take the bus, but it's still not the same as fast travel. Like you have to go to a bus station and you have to wait for the bus to come and pick you up and then, you know, drive you over. I mean, you got to watch the animation and everything. So it's not as great as fast travel. It's like somewhere between, uh, I guess, sky and cold steel pretty much. But I mean, that's really a minor thing. Um, the music is just great. I think the music seems to get better and better with these games. There's just some great tracks that get you pumped up for a battle or, you know, just the, the town music really sets great atmosphere no matter where you are. If you're in the casino, it definitely fits the casino area. Of course, there has to be a casino, right? In a JRPG, you get stuck there playing cards like I did, playing poker for like five hours. Um, but anyway, that's kind of off topic. Um, I will say um, the combat, they removed some things like in the, in the, in the Cold Steel games, um, you had those rush attacks. And, um, but you didn't have, um, what was called combo crafts as much. For example, like in sky, you had two characters kind of do like a regular craft together, but in, um, the cross, in the crossbell games and, you know, in trails from zero, you have these combo crafts that where each character uses a hundred craft points each to combine to do this incredible attack. And you can do just as much damage as some of, um, the S crafts. So those are pretty cool, and I'm not sure why they removed those from Cold Steel. It would have been cool to see, like, I don't know, like, like Green and Laura do one of those awesome things together like that. It just would have been, it would have been pretty cool in, in Cold Steel to see that kind of thing. Um, so I think that's pretty awesome. Um, the Orbment system, so there's, you know, there's a system called the Orbment system where 
um, each orbment represents each orbment basically um, represents a certain amount of what's called sepith, and you have to basically make different combinations of sepith in order to unlock certain spells. So that's as much as I'm going to describe it here without getting too complicated, but um, it's very similar to Trails in the Sky. If you play that, it's pretty much like the Trails in the Sky system. I mean, Cold Steel, they kind of took that away. You didn't have to make all those different combinations in quite the same way, but I think that can be interesting. I don't know if it adds a lot to the game, but I think I think it's interesting, and the spell animations, I think, are pretty cool themselves. Um, I just think overall it's totally it, totally worth playing this game, if not for anything but the story and the character development. I think it's um, I think it's just unparalleled, and this cast of four is just even more enjoyable than I think of pretty much just about any cast of characters I can think of in a JRPG. Um, so I really highly 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 recommend this game. I had a great time playing Trails from Zero, and I'm already a few hours into Trails to Azure, and it seems like it's even better. Like, I feel like even in Trails to Azure, it's been taking the music to an entire other level, even if you love, if you're a big music person in JRPGs. Um, so I hope you, uh, you know, get a chance to play this game. I hope that you, um, Geofront, you know, they did a lot of work to translate this game and it, and it shows the translation is, is just excellent. And, I don't think I'm allowed to say how to do it on here, but it is possible. They, due to copyright reasons, they could not put the Japanese voices in the game, but they allowed for the possibility to do that. They tell you like basically where to put the files if you have them. I can't tell you where to get the files because I think I'm not allowed to do that. But if you do some some searching, you can probably find them. And I do think the voices add um, add an element that's. Uh, really cool to the to the game if you are able to do it but i think it's still great even without the voices i mean they just did a great job so i hope you'll go to geofront's website and it's the march 15th posting on there i hope you'll check it out um again if you're if you are have haven't played the cold steel games yet um i probably you know you could argue playing these before the cold steel games um I would argue if you're going to try to play, you know, these Legend of Heroes games, I would argue that maybe you should play Cold Steel 1 and Cold Steel 2. Um, I would probably play those first and then play the Crossbell games because the Cold Steel games don't spoil that much of the Crossbell games, but I'm noticing that Crossbell games like Zero, it spoils a fair bit of what's happening in the world, you know, in Erebonia and Cold Steel. So I probably would try to play, if you can, I would try to play Cold Steel 1 and 2 first, and then the Crossbell games. Now, if you've already played Cold Steel 3, which I haven't played yet, I'm waiting to do that, I still think no matter where you are, you'll still love the games, but that's just my recommendation. So anyway, um, I think I went on long enough about this. I think you got the point. It's an awesome game, Trails from Zero. Um, I hope you get to play it, and I hope you love it. Thanks. All right, many thanks to Jordan for putting that together for us. It was a little bit long of a review. I realized that, but he had a lot of things he needed to talk about in terms of how to do these things. It's, it's, it's not an easy thing if you want to play these games. And uh, I think he laid it out there very well for you guys to listen to. So this weekend we'll have our part two Tokyo game show. We'll wrap up everything that's gone on from today until Saturday or Sunday. I can't tell you when that one's going to come out. Hopefully, Everything will wrap up and I'll have it for you uh, Sunday 
uh, afternoon. Hopefully I get done before football. I don't want to bleed into then. But uh, <laughs> next week it's going to be a little – well, not really. But um, so next week we've got our regular podcast will come out on Thursday. And I'll have our Sunday special. I'm going to be chatting with Dalton for that one. And the next week I'm on vacation. So probably not going to hear a whole lot from me. And that's just, I'm sorry to say it. I don't get these all the time, but we're going to get out of town for uh, the kiddos fall break and head down to the head down to JRPG Island and chill out for a little bit. So can't promise you guys anything will go out that first week of October. That's I'm sorry to say it, but uh yeah, we should have a lot of fun, a lot of things to talk about this weekend. Hopefully we got some big announcements coming that we didn't anticipate, and I'll bring it to you here on your source every week for JRPG News, the JRPG Report. This has been episode 133. My name is James Fisher. Thank you so much for listening. Till next time, get back out there and level up.